Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the three core areas of assets that I believe that all of us have access to in some way, shape, or form, some of them more limited than others. But if you really think about investing or investing for freedom or what we're really you know, talking about, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, I heard him say years ago when I was, on a, I was having dinner with him on a cruise that we go on every year um, with the Real Estate Guys radio show. He was talking about measuring wealth. And he said that the way that he believes that you can truly measure wealth is the amount of days that you can take off. You may have heard me share this before, but that was just mind-blowing to me because a lot of times we you know we look at our a balance sheet or or our P&L or our financial statement and and that's what we really measure it off. The average American probably their biggest asset is their home. And again, Robert Kiyosaki would argue that your home is actually not an asset. I'm not here to get into that today. I would agree to some I've never really looked at my house as as an asset because you would have to sell it and move out to get that liquidity unless you refinance it, blah, blah, blah. So, But really, all of us have three assets that we access and that we trade for in life. The first one is time. And most people trade time for money, which I think is actually what we want to get away from. And if you even just look at the cash flow quadrant, and by the way, as a side note, if you haven't read Robert Kiyosaki's book, um, the cash flow quadrant, it's probably my top three books, if not my favorite book after The Richest Man in Babylon. But what I loved about the cash flow quadrant, even though it's a financial book, it changes the way you think about things. And if you look at the financial quadrant, it literally puts it in a almost a T-shape. And there's employees, there's self-employed, there's big business owners, and then there's investors. Most of us of the three assets is time. The other asset that we have is you know money or a currency, if you will. And that could also be like, you know, physical gold, silver, um, that kind of stuff. So we have time, we have money, and then we also have knowledge, experience. Knowledge could be even a trade. So if, you know, I was a plumber by trade, I often say, my knowledge allowed me to trade my time for money. If I didn't have a certain knowledge and a skill set, then my boss would not have ever paid me $35 an hour or whatever that number was in order to trade my time. But, but here's the thing I really want you to think about. And I actually heard somebody say this, and I don't know exactly how it was said, but it, they, they made a comment or it was a post or something that I saw that made me really think about this. We have time, we have money, and we have knowledge. If you're lacking in one of those, then you have to trade something else in order to get more. And this was just mind-blowing to me. And again, I, I wish I could give credit to whatever the post was that even got me thinking about this. I don't remember what it was. But if you need more time, then you can buy more time if you have money. Because let's just say that you have to work 60 hours a week. Well, if you had more money or resource and you could figure out how to make more money, then you could buy, some, you could buy somebody else's time or knowledge to take something off of your plate currently. Let's just look at the simple one, laundry. So if you need more time and you have money, you could buy someone else's time to do your laundry. Well, it goes a little bit deeper than that. Knowledge. There's a lot of professors, um, academia that 
you know, they trade their time and their knowledge for money. But the key thing here is if you're lacking in something, and I really want you to get this, we all have basically three assets, time, money, knowledge. If you're lacking in money, then you could trade your time to get more, or you could trade knowledge to get more. If you're lacking in knowledge, you could trade your time to go to YouTube and research. You could trade money to take somebody else's course to increase your knowledge, which is going to expand your money and ultimately time. The thing that I want to point out, and I know there's a lot of talk about inequality and you know that kind of stuff in the world, and I get it, but here's the thing a lot of people don't know about me. I grew up pretty pretty poor with an abusive, alcoholic, um, druggy for a dad. There, we, we all have, and I'm not saying, you know, when it comes to the inequality conversation, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but we all have three assets, time, money, and knowledge. And if there's any level of inequality and you want to break out of that, you have the ability to do that. And I realize that some people you know, let's say you were born in a super, super poor country versus somebody that's born in America. You are definitely set back. You are definitely in a position of inequality in order to trade your knowledge for more money or in order to trade your time for more money. But that doesn't mean that you can't make it happen. Are you at a position of inequality? Yes. But so many people in America, you know, we're, we're in this era of inequality and it's not fair. It isn't fair. Life isn't fair. But there's so many people around you. If you look at successful people, I think people automatically think that successful people were handed something. They were lucky. They had more opportunity than someone else. Maybe they just looked for it. It's like I constantly talk about. The eyes only see and the ears only hear what the brain is looking for. As Dan Sullivan would always say, it's the reticular activator conversation. So we all have three assets, time, money and knowledge. And yes, some of us have more of, you know, some of these assets than others. Some of us may have more of all three assets. The reality is we all have the same amount of time. That's just the bottom line. I, so I have to kind of backtrack and retract what I just said. We all have the same amount of time to begin with, but what we begin trading our time for is what makes us feel like we don't have any time left. And what you really got to start to consider is when you're trading your time, if you're working three jobs and you're not making ends meet, then you have to figure out how to get more knowledge in a certain area to provide more value so that you can get more money and trade less time. So I just really wanted to point it out, just something that I've been thinking about. We all have three assets, time, money, knowledge, and knowledge, could you could just say it's experience too. You got to start thinking about if you're lacking in certain areas, you have to trade one of those other things. So if you're lacking in money, you got to figure out how to trade more time. If you're lacking in time, Figure out how to gain more knowledge so you can gain more money. Capture your time back. It's pretty simple. Um, and the reason why I quoted the cash flow quadrant, even though it's not the same three things, but the cash flow quadrant makes a lot of sense when we start thinking about this because you're either an employee, you're self-employed, and self-employed literally means, you know, you could be a CPA running your own accounting firm, but you actually have to show up. If you're self-employed, you're still billing hours, you're still billing your time for money. The other side of the quadrant where all the tax benefits are, where all the wealthy really make their money is on the other side, big business or bigger business. So the difference between self-employed and big business is the, the way we trade our time for money. So self-employed people are still trading you know, their time for $65 an hour or $95 an hour 
or $110 an hour, or even uh, attorneys. Some of them are trading for $500 an hour of billing time. Well, that's still self-employed and trading your time for money. When you get over into big business, now, now you're taking other people's knowledge and other people's time and you're utilizing that to make more money. And so that's the big business quadrant. And then ultimately, when you get to the investor quadrant, which is where Kiyosaki says we all want to ultimately live, we're just trading our money to make more money, which is freeing up time. And we don't really need, I'm going to be hesitant when I say this, but we don't really need as much knowledge because we can potentially utilize other people on an investment scale, their knowledge. I, For instance, um, David Osborne, who was um, episode number one, he actually says this openly. And I mean, he's got really smart people working around him. He says it all the time, people that are smarter than him. He's got MBAs from Harvard and Yale. I don't know exactly where they're from, MIT, but he's buying their, their knowledge. And that's really the big business in the investing front. Um, he's trading his money for their knowledge and their time, which is just compounding his money drastically. So that's the reason why I brought up the cash flow quadrant. I hope this just triggers something in you. The cash flow quadrant, employees are trading their time for money and knowledge, obviously. Self-employed is trading their time and knowledge for money. But when we get over into the big business arena, now that's when we're really beginning to trade our money for other people's time and other people's knowledge. And then same thing with the investor quadrant, which I think is the ultimate place to be we get to the point where we're trading our money for other people's time and knowledge. And that's to me, the pinnacle. Um, and I think why I've loved the cash flow quadrant so much, because again, even though it was a financial book, it's really a mindset change book. And it even helped me along the way when I really started reading the cash flow quadrant, I probably read it 20 or 30 times. When I really started reading that, I would, I would measure, you know, my conversations with employees and, and even people at dinner. I think of this through the lens of the ESBI, because you can really see where somebody's at in in their life and their thinking and where they're trying to get to based on the way they're having that conversation about ESBI. They're not actually talking about ESBI, but you can put them in a quadrant and really see quickly, you know, kind of where they're at. And I'm not saying that from a judgmental standpoint, but you can just see what motivates them, what drives them, what their level of knowledge is and all that. So again, we all have three assets. If you're looking to expand your life, you want more time, you want more money, you want more knowledge, you got to trade one of those to get more of the others. Um, so hope that helps. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.